like it's just not my style it's not how I roll in any aspect of my life that's Mm -hmm. chasing I don't chase I don't chase men I don't chase jobs I don't chase shit Uh -uh, I don't do any Mm -hmm. of it welcome to the build with Brayback podcast where we dig deep into real raw and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change and making their own version of their very best life and teaching you how to build the same covering all things, health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Good morning. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. Thanks always for tuning in. And thank you guys so much for all the love on Crystal's episode last week. That was one of my favorite conversations. Um, I don't even want to say on the podcast because I've been loving every conversation that I've had so far. But so many good nuggets. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go back And listen to that one once you're done over here. All right, we talk all things intuitive movement, intuitive eating, all the good stuff. And before we jump into today's podcast with my dear friend Angela, I just want to touch on a couple of things and check in. First things first, just thank you. I know I've been saying it in like every single episode, but all of the messages and texts and shares on the Instagram stories literally mean the entire world. Starting this project was never about me. It was always about just wanting to change the conversation and touch women's lives, even if it's just a couple of people here and there, adding a little positivity, adding a little relatability, knowing that you're not on an island all alone, especially during these COVID times which, you know, these COVID times, it's been almost a year. So it's weighing on all of us. All right? Let's get into it. This is one of those weeks that I feel like it's kind of overlooked a little bit. You know, we all talk about all of the pressure over the holidays to not gain weight. And then, you know, after the holidays to lose all the weight that you potentially gained. There's a lot of shame and guilt Um, and negativity and all of the language surrounding that time. But what about this week? All right. Sunday, we had the Super Bowl. So Monday, I'm sure there were lots of trainers, lots of gyms pushing out that, you know, work off all of that quote unquote junk food that you ate during the Super Bowl. You should feel guilty for indulging. How dare you enjoy that party? I mean, I didn't see a lot of it because I very specifically curate my feed that I see to not see that messaging. Um, But I know that it's still out there. It's not over. Um, And then just shortly after Sunday, I think Sunday, we have Valentine's Day. And it's another one of those, um, I mean, not quite as much of a food-based holiday, but a lot of candy and that kind of stuff. And so the same language exists there too. So if no one has told you this week, if you have not heard it, you don't need to work off or earn anything that you enjoy this week 
anything that you enjoy when you're having a moment with some loved ones, a really fun time creating memories. Not that you need to do it if, you know, it's not one of those nice moments either, but sometimes you just need that reassurance of it doesn't need to be a stressor in your life. We have enough to worry about these days without also worrying about, oh my God, oh, I ate half the chocolates in this big box of chocolates that I got from my boyfriend. I feel disgusting. I'm a failure. I have to, you know, do a double at the gym. I need to stay at the gym for longer. I need to hop on that treadmill and run until, you know, I meet that certain number. No, 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 you don't. All right. Food is meant to be a joy. It's meant to bring happiness into our lives. It's meant to be shared with our loved ones. Now, that doesn't mean every single day to just eat and drink with no abandon. <laughs> but I mean, all of this we talk about in um, that episode with Crystal. So again, go back and listen to that if some of this stuff is resonating with you. Um, it's all about just being in tune with your body and wanting to respect it. So, you know, most of the time you eat really intuitively, which includes honoring your body's hunger and honoring your body's fullness and satisfaction. I truly believe that moderation is key, but that includes moderation. So sometimes you don't totally sit there and listen to your fullness cues because maybe you're having a really good time or you're really just loving the chocolates and you're just going with it. And like, that's fine. Just move on. Just move forward, all right? That too can be a part of respecting your body, all right? All right, wiping our hands clean, moving forward. So conversation with Angela coming up. You're going to want to listen to the whole thing. I know it's a little bit of a longer episode. I promise you it'll be worth it. She is just everything, realness, hard, honest truths, we talk about grief. We talk about following your passions, living with intention, moving and exercising with intention and respect for your body, and just so much good stuff. And I know that you guys are going to love it. So just enjoy, sit back, listen, maybe grab those Valentine's Day chocolates. All right. Enjoy. I am thrilled to bring today's guest on. I knew right away when I created this podcast that we were going to have to have a conversation with her. She is a former educator turned fitness educator and badass business builder. You might know her as the creator of Sweat Remix, which is a mindful fitness experience combining HIIT workouts with soul-feeding meditation. When she is not teaching class or building her brand, you can probably find her scream singing classic bangers on her legendary Traffic Jams Instagram story segment, if you will, um, dropping major realness by asking the tough, important questions or calling out the BS that we are all seeing on social media 
or playing with her incredibly cute rescue husky, Noelle. She is a leader in the Boston fitness industry, knows how to shake things up and break it down. She rocks bright 80 style fanny packs better than anyone else I know on the planet. Please welcome to the podcast, Angela Gentile. <laughs> oh my God. That is literally the best intro that I like. Can you be my marketing director? Like, can you just sign me up? That's like <laughs> the best intro. I And it's like, I got nothing. I'm going home. Thanks. This is your podcast. See you later. That was it. <laughs> like, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm you. so glad. I appreciate um, that. I was going to say, did I miss anything? No, no. I mean, you even included <laughs> traffic jams. So I'm like, yeah, that's it. Oh, honestly, that. it's one of my favorite parts of you as a human you, being. Like, I am like not okay let me just say like I'm very educated and very smart and very articulate and I really go in these like heartfelt tangents and I have so much content that's around like healing and trauma and so many people are like love your traffic jams it's like it's literally <laughs> the most mindless shit that I do but it's, yes but I, I think that's why people love it is like it's free you're not like like I'm you know, the only one who does it bullshit bullshit no. you know a banger comes on and you're like i'm beyonce you're like not yes. even kelly or michelle you become beyonce you're talk. scream so, singing like you look to the side and you're at a red light and you're like oops <laughs> yeah but sometimes like, i i have pulled people who have been like walk at the crosswalk and they'll see me and i'll roll it down and then i have gotten out of my car yes. and had like <laughs> dance parties with strangers on the sidewalk Whatever. But see, I think this is why people are drawn <laughs> to you. Is I because guess, right? <laughs> you don't care and like you just want to have a good time. I don't Like care. you don't take yourself don't. too seriously. In Nobody gets out. Of course not. Nobody gets out of this alive. You know what I'm saying? Like no, no one wins at this game. So what are you trying? What are you trying to do? Right. You know, like, like let's all have it. a little bit yeah. of fun. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is all you get. This is your one opportunity. So why not? Like I, I love refuse. That. I refuse to spend any moment of my life like not right. Like being joyful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. One of my greatest honors of my life was being featured in Traffic Jams <laughs> segment when That's you gave me a ride home from that um oh God. What uh, was that? It was like that sweat crawl sweat like, con thing. Yeah, dinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like beforehand in like the industrial part of Southie, right? Like when we had, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like design oh my building. God, I should come pick you up. We should just like take a spin Let's for just an ride hour and just, and just make it like an IGTV or, or this part of this podcast. <laughs> yes, this would right? be like the addendum part to the two. podcast. Yes, that <laughs> would be incredible. All right, well, I'll send you a well, calendar. You for, but... <laughs> yeah, and thank you. And thank you for having me. I know like, you know, this is such a big step to like kind of add on to your brand and to expand. And anytime that I get to connect with like my, not just like fitness professionals and industry people who know what they're doing and who have like heart behind what they do, but also my friends, like, I'm just really yeah. honored that you asked me. So Aww. thank you. Well, I appreciate that you're hopping on. I know yeah. you are a busy gal, um, but I know that probably a lot of people listening know your background, but I'm sure a lot don't. And I feel okay. like your story, um, is just there's a lot to like learn from it so do you mind yeah. kind of like taking us back no. maybe to your like teaching days and kind of yeah okay all of that you don't stuff. want me to be like picture it sicily 1981 <laughs> yeah. no i'm just kidding um whatever no so <laughs> so i yeah i was a i was a teacher uh for a long long time like almost like 
15 years when you look at like a lot of the student teaching I've done and mm -hmm. I've taught everything from preschool all the way through seniors in, in high school. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I taught, I taught for a long ass time, mostly in Boston. And, um, I think it was just like what I was kind of funneled into. I'm, I'm almost, I'll be 40 this year. So like, mm -hmm. just to give people like a background. So think 25 years ago, I am entering high school. There is no internet. Yep. Well, the internet was just like starting to be a thing. Mm -hmm. We had computers with the blue screen and the blinking cursor at the top. Like some of the people probably listening, like, I don't even know what the mom. Yes. Yeah. Ask your mom. <laughs> the okay? computer lab. Like, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So, so this, I like the, the, the accessibility to information was just, if you didn't know what you were looking for, the information wasn't readily available to you, if that no. makes sense. So I had to check I've out always... that Dewey Decimal System in the library. Fuck that, <laughs> dude. Yeah. First of all, you had to figure out how you get to the library. Then you had to go to the card catalog. <laughs> then you had to figure out what it is you're looking for. Go find the book and then hit up the index. What? So much. Ain't nobody so, got no time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I just always had this like big personality. And I was very good at like rallying the masses and like creating and like I was, a, I'm an awesome leader. And mm -hmm. I think that started when I was really young and, and unfortunate it's nobody's fault like I don't I know what I'm gonna say sounds like I'm putting the blame on people but it just was a reflection of where I grew up of how I grew up and of the people around me mm -hmm. so you can't be what you can't see and there weren't a lot of women I, I can't even tell you anybody who was in a position of leadership and power who owned her own business, who was an attorney, who was a CEO, like Wall Street was not even a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even, I don't even understand that. So when I'm sitting down in like my academic counseling sessions, it's like, you know, what, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to get an RV and I want to travel the country and I want to move right. to California. And people are like, oh, don't do that. You won't go to school. And I'm like, okay. I guess I'll go to school. I was like, well, I don't know what I want to go to school for. And they're like, be a teacher. Cause then when you have kids, you'll have mother's hours and it'll just be a, so the expectation was like, I'm being funneled into this life that I don't even want, but I don't know what other options are there. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I guess and like that guess has been that. a thing for so long. Like think about it. Like I think of like, even pre that time, like it was either you're a teacher or you're a nurse or you're nurse, a stay at home yep. mom. Like that is mm -hmm. it, it, it maybe secretary. Like, yeah, that's yeah. all. Yep. And I mean, obviously we're seeing change now, not to the point that it needs to be, but we got a woman of color vice president. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. 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 And but also and like the was... pressure to know what are you going to yeah. be? How? Right the hell were right. we supposed to know at fucking 15 years old, 18 years totally. old? Yeah. And I, I do think that like, I just didn't know. So it wasn't anybody's fault, but like, right. that's just kind of how I became a teacher. Like I didn't know what other options there were. Like I wanted to go to law school. I wanted to be a lawyer and no. And everyone was like, Oh, so cute. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, oh, that's cute. But like, what happens when you're a mom? Right. Like, look at me now. Look at me and those kids I got now at 40. <laughs> I ain't got no kids. Like, I don't want that life. So 
you know, so that's how I became a teacher. And I taught miserably mm-hmm. for, I would say, eight of the nine years that I was in Boston. Yeah. Um, and I was a great teacher in a lot of ways and a real shitty teacher in a lot of ways. And like my teaching was a reflection of like who I was at the time, mm-hmm. which was a very broken, a very hurting, a very unevolved, a very emotionally unintelligent and, and very unaware woman. Mm-hmm. I hadn't gone through enough life experience and processing in a way that was elevating yeah. in order for me to meet people of different backgrounds and, and needs and in a diverse population of people. Like I just yeah. didn't, I was a kid, I was a child. And I think sitting in this place now, after leaving the profession five years ago, looking back, like I would be a dope teacher now, just knowing what I know and knowing how I communicate and, mm-hmm. and, and the level of empathy that I can bring. However, I also love, no, but I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say a lot of things that are probably going to piss people off. Let's That's all right. Honestly, skyrocket them ratings. There um, are okay. <laughs> no filters here. Just say everything and anything. I love myself too much to put myself back into being a teacher because I think it's such a degrading profession to people. I mean, the expectation, yeah, yeah. the expectation right now is that we're going to open up schools and mandate teachers go back, whether they, if they don't have the vaccines too bad, so sad. What? Like, and teachers are like, okay, I guess I will get the fuck out of here and like stand in your agency and say no. And like, stop, like, I just, I was tired of getting treated like shit. So that's fair. Under resourced and. (laughs) Yeah. And, and just, I think it just takes advantage of people who are are very well intended. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I was going along in my teaching career and just miserable and angry and knew I didn't want to be there, but I, I didn't have the capacity to even process my own shit and build a connection with myself in order to figure out what was coming next. Mm -hmm. And life just kept like fucking with me there were things in my life, I would say from the time I was 28 until the time, and and even up until now that challenged me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say 28 to 34, I was like getting pressed. Like the world was like, you gonna listen? You gotta change course. We're gonna (laughs) gonna throw throw this wrench in your path. Are you gonna listen? Or are you gonna pretend that it's not there and keep going on a course that we don't want you to go on? Mm -hmm. And of course I was like in that mode of, I can control it. I can fix it. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not me. It's everybody else. So everybody else is the problem, not me. And I lived that way for a really long time until I had like the reckoning of events in my life when my father passed away suddenly. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that blew up my entire life in the worst way so that I could take pieces of my life and look at what was in front of me and decide what was mine, mm-hmm. what I wanted to take with me, what needed to heal. Like my whole life was spilled out like on the highway, you know what I mean? Saying? Yeah. Proverbially. That's not yeah, going to give so, you perspective, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it taught me just how to show up a little bit differently, like for human beings. Like I didn't know how to give real raw, honest empathy and love and care until I needed it. Like I yeah. couldn't understand what that was until I, I needed it. I didn't know what it meant to love yourself until I started going on the journey to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that sort of led me to 
uh, building a brand and mm-hmm. building Sweat Remix, which came from like literally the worst part of my life. I was like, I need that connection with myself. How yeah. do I build? A, how do I start to listen to my inner knowing? Like, how do I start to move more intentionally, more purposefully? How do I heal myself? How do I give myself permission to say middle fingers up to all this bullshit? I don't want any of it. That is not my life. And I'm going to go over here and trailblaze some shit that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. And it's scary, but I'm brave and I got it. And once I kind of lost everything, yeah. I have nothing else, I have nothing to lose. I mean, you can't take, what can you take away from me? I like, I'm good, you know? So, right. And if you're going to find a silver lining, you know, let that be it. Like Mm -hmm. something like that can't shake up your life. And I mean, obviously for a lot of people, it's like they kind of let themselves just kind of stay back in it. But if you're not going to let it just propel yourself forward and make a life that you you feel is really worth it, what's the point? I think. Of course. And I mean, that's just how that story happened for me. I mean, a lot of people can learn from the touch of a feather or the pressure of bricks, you know, so for me, I'm a brick kind of gal. So let the ton of bricks fall on me before I'm like, Oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I love that. That's a really good way of putting Um, it too. But so while you were teaching, were you like mm-hmm. starting to like dabble in yeah. the teaching fitness and then it kind of just like, how did you kind of decide like, oh no, 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 this is what I should be doing? I was in grad school. I started, okay, so I was like miserable and I'm like, oh, I guess if I go and get a degree in a subject area that I hate, that'll make sense, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so I have- yeah, I have a master's degree in educational leadership, a program director's license, a principal license, an SEI mm-hmm. uh, license. I have a special ed like like I got I'm I'm credentialed. So yes. like not that Betsy DeVos is out, like maybe I'll go and apply for that job. But yeah. um yeah, like I just was in grad school and I, I knew that it wasn't the right place for me, but I already spent the money. So I was like, all right, yeah. I guess I'll go You're through this. It. I'm in it. And they were like thesis time I'm like okay great let's go what am I what am I going to write about and they're like you could write about like student this and student and I was like I don't give a fuck about students (laughs) I was like I don't care I cannot I am already grading papers Mm -hmm. more than humanly possible the last thing I want to do is like assess and analyze student data Mm -hmm. so I had like a conversation as I felt the walls kind of close in and I'm like, what do I want to do every day? Yeah. And I was like, not this. I don't want to sit at a desk in a concrete room that looks like a prison. I don't, I don't want to do that. So slash mental institution. So I was like, I want to be outside. I want to move. I want to, I want to like kind of do fitness. I want to be around people want to be around me. So I was like, what can I do with my thesis that'll give me that? So I started a fitness program at school that, you know, I was running a legal operation out of my classroom. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, and and that just kind of like morphed over time. And I started running more fitness programs at schools because my Mm -hmm. connections, people saw what I was doing on like Facebook. So I post about it. Like, oh, how cool is this? And people are like, can you come to my school? And I was like, I absolutely can. Mm-hmm. So 
I started getting these contracts and then my dad died. Mm -hmm. And then I, right before Christmas in 2015. So when he, when I came back in January of 2016, I was like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm going to finish out the year. Um, but I know that I'm gone. So I set myself up to kind of like take that jump. And I just felt like sweat remix wasn't sweat remix yet. It was just like, I was teaching mindful fitness classes with teachers, Mm -hmm. but I felt like it was like the normal progression or the natural progression because I was in this, I was there for 15 years. So to just like rip the bandaid off and get thrown off the, off the cliff was just too much. So I kept one foot in a door that felt comfortable, even though the door that was toxic, even though the door didn't align with me, but it was comfortable. Yeah. And we live in Boston. You got to pay that rent, honey. So yeah, have to make sure you're all set. Yeah. And so that lasted for about a year and a half. And I started working at like other gyms around Boston. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this thing? This class that I do? What is it? What is it? So I worked with like a consultant and we, we really like built an, an amazing brand and like blueprint and foundation around the business and around the brand. And then two and a half years later, here we are. Here we, here we are. are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So I hope, I hope that that answers your, it was a kind of a long winded. No. I mean, it needed to be. It's not just like a, I have a yeah. business and it just appeared out of thin air kind of thing. So no, like. because the business evolved as I evolved I think that that's important to mention like so for anybody who's kind of like thinking about starting a business and they want it to look a certain way like it will evolve as you grow and you change and you become more focused more intentional and more comfortable in your own skin and in this Mm -hmm. place of like entrepreneurial vulnerability which is a freaking schizophrenic chaotic roller coaster that makes you challenge and question your very existence at any given moment of the day (laughs) so in order for you to like like evolve through that like everything that you're doing and who you're talking to and how you how you connect with other people will also elevate and change too Mm -hmm. so I think the evolution of how sweat remix came to be is also the evolution of how Angela Gentile sort of found her footing yeah into the world right And I really love that too. I mean, first of all, gives me a slight peace of mind because I feel like I go through those like roller coasters constantly and then throw in like this year that we have just had with COVID and it's like, forget about it. But Mm -hmm. it is true. Like the more that you start to like actually sit and like connect with yourself, which we have had a lot of time to do in the last Mm -hmm. 11 months, um, the clearer that just becomes and it's I feel like a lot of people might look at you or see you know your classes going on at a gym the stuff that you're posting and they might think like oh my god that's so amazing like I wish like I owned a business and probably thought you know it's so easy like so to know all of the ups and downs and like the growth and work that you've had to do on yourself to get there I think is really important yeah. I the mean, people. nobody, nobody is, I'm not posting like my bank financials, like on, the, <laughs> on, on Instagram. I'm not mm-hmm. posting the amount of money that I've taken out of my own savings to bootstrap a dream that yeah. like, hasn't, that's like failed multiple times. I'm like, this'll work. Nope. Didn't, did not, not it, you know? Yeah. And 
I don't talk about like the behind the scenes of like how anxious I feel solicit. I ha- first of all, I hate like the, the cheesy sales of like into the DMS and like, it's just not no. my style. It's not how I roll in any aspect of my life. That's mm-hmm. chasing. I don't chase. I don't chase men. I don't chase jobs. I don't chase shit. Uh-uh. I don't do any mm-hmm. of it. This is where I am. I am rooted. This is what I'm radiating out. If it's your vibe, come on through. So a lot of like marketing and companies I've worked with and, and, and coaches I've worked with, I have ended those relationships because it feels inauthentic to who I am and who I want my business to be. Yeah. So there's been those failures along the way. And like, I'm sitting there like on my phone, ready to like text or DM. And I'm like, is this really what I want to be doing? Like I second guess myself all the time. But when that question comes up of like, is this it? The answer is no. If I'm questioning it, you're walking down the aisle and you're like, do I want to do this? And the answer is no, no, run, 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 hightail the fuck out of there. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. I'm glad that it looks like I have it together. In a lot of ways I do. I know exactly what my brand is. I know exactly who I am and the direction that I'd like to go. I, I'm very honored and proud and like healed. I love my skin. I love myself. Like I get it, you know, but business is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, sp- like financial spreadsheets is hard. Doing your <laughs> taxes is hard. Yes. Renewing your LLC is hard. Legal documents and waivers is hard. Technology is hard. Like all right. shit's ridiculous. Right. And that's the stuff that no one ever (laughs) sees. Yeah. Because nobody talks about no one really wants to see that on like a quick Instagram. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just not glamorous. Like the 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 real but I think I think this is this is kind of true to a lot of how we operate in society. The real work sucks. Yeah. The real the real change, the real growth, the real success is also really nasty and really ugly. And it's just the law of like equal and opposite reaction. So in the shit, in the anger, in the rage, in the, in the brokenness, in the, in the financial, like decimation, in the frustration, in the failures, and as much as you've met that and you've been willing to go to those places come like the bright, the shiny, the joyful, mm-hmm. the success, but, but it doesn't like, you have to plant the seeds in the shit in order for it to grow. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's really, we don't really talk about that. Like we'll post a picture of like, or a quote, like do your work, heal yourself and like reshare, reshare, reshare. Right. I don't give but a what does flying... that really mean? <laughs> right. I don't give a flying fuck about the books you've read. I don't give a shit about your degrees. I don't care like what podcast you listen to. I don't care about any of that. Have you done the work to know who you are and heal your shit? Mm-hmm. And if the answer, have you been on the journey and have you gotten out of the tunnel and if the answer is like, I don't know what you're talking about, then the answer is you no. Haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't. Then you yeah. haven't. If you haven't fought and clawed naked and afraid to the tunnel <laughs> to do your work of healing yourself so that the same toxic patterns do not keep showing up in your business, in your life, in your relationships with yeah. yourself, with your with food, with drugs, with alcohol, with sex. If you haven't done that work. It's same shit, different day. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. So I think that just speaks to like how we live our life, like in 
in general. In general, yeah, because I mean, you're right. Like it, that kind of thing, it pours into everything. everything. Like I think Thanks. back and everyone goes through this time and it's just a time in your life that you just have to like, oh, cringe at. But like, I feel like late teens, early 20s, like having low self-esteem which I don't think I realized I had, but like not really knowing who I was, I wasn't strong in my convictions. It filtered into my romantic relationships, into my friendships, into the jobs that I was working at and like totally not happy in. But once you start to like really actually listen to like what your mind is telling you and like <laughs> the way all those things are going are telling you like get a little introspective and yeah. everything can change a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think it comes with like the life experience that you've had. Like, totally. you know, I mean, I've been on this earth for a while now. So just the probability that I've had to go through things that are challenging is highly, it's more likely than somebody at 23. Totally. So whatever situation you're in at 23, like this wisdom that I have to be able to speak candidly, to stand in myself has come with lots of opportunities for me to grow. Mm -hmm. Some I didn't listen to and some I jumped into full force, Yeah, you know? But I just think the more that you're become aware that anything that is challenging in your life and that's repeating in your life is there for you to challenge yourself to listen. So yeah. the thing that you are resisting the most, the narrative that shows up that I'm worthless, like I'm, I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable. Those are our fun ones as women. Men are, yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed, you know, men yeah. feel so much more shame in a different level than women. So, mm -hmm. and I don't want to genderize a lot of things, but I think the way that people who identify with such fall into these like social constructs that yeah. are very limiting and that fuck us all up. So totally. yeah, I think, I think when you're not, when you're, when you start to become aware of what those narratives are and what those patterns are, you can start to say, what is this calling me to do? Yeah. Because the thing that we are resisting isn't really the problem. It's what we are now going to have to face once we address the thing. Yes. And oftentimes the thing that we are running from is because we don't want to face what's on the other side. So for mm -hmm. example, if I'm angry at the loss of my dad, mm -hmm. pissed. Like I, I'm in denial. I'm like unaccepting. I'm like, why the fuck did that happen? Mm -hmm. It's not the death of my dad that would be the problem, for example. It would be the feelings that come up now that I move that to the side. Right, once you accept say this, that it's real. Right, because now what comes up? Abandonment, mm -hmm. regret, resentment. Those are the feelings that yeah. are, that are Lots heavy. Lots of fun Those are emotions. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's, and that's what we run from. So I think, I think whenever you're being challenged and you're being called to something, it's important to just sort of peel back. Like, what is this thing that I don't want to do and ask yourself why, what is it that I'm afraid of? Or what do I think I'm going to feel? And that's the healing that needs yeah, to be done. Totally. And bringing it back to sweat remix yeah what are some of i guess those moments that have kind of propelled it into what it is today because i feel like the growth that like i've seen in you and your brand and even just the last like two years is incredible and it seems 
I mean, obviously, like you said, you worked with like a consultant and everything, but everything just seems so focused and like it has clicked almost. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I think when I, when I sat down and was like, what is this, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. It, it, it's sort of how I started living my life is I don't get up every morning and just like roll out of bed frantically and say, Oh my God, I got to go to this thing. Mm -mm. How am I going to show up today? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I write it. And sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm cozy in my bed and I'm like, let me just think on this today. Yeah. What are like, what, what is my intention for the day? What do I need for myself? So mm-hmm. it allows me to stay in alignment with who I am, what I value, how I want to show up so that I can start making like a, a play by play of what I need to do so that I live intentionally for the day. And I think sweat remix just follows that process. It's if I'm building a business, what is the thing that I want? this business to do? What do I want people to feel Mm -hmm. at the end of class? And how do I get them from point A to point B? And I think that part was kind of easy because I just talked to myself. I talked to a former version of me at like 28 and I'm like, Mm -hmm. what does she need? What does she need to hear? Yeah. (laughs) Like what, what was I, what was I dealing with? Because at that point in my life, I needed community. I needed someone to say, Hey girl, stop working out fucking 20 times a week <laughs> face yeah. you look great but you hate yourself so like, right what why don't you just stop for a minute and think about what you're doing and why right. what are you running you from <laughs> right 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 what do you not want to deal with and start mm-hmm. dealing with it so stop being sick of your own shit and start dealing with it yeah so no yeah, i love I think, that yeah i think the brand just kind of like comes from like that process of like the, the zen rage hill process of like show up, be intentional. What is the thing that I want to do in this time that I have? Rage. Rage is just to activate. So if I have an intention and I have a thing that I want to do, how do I start moving intentionally and mindfully to adapt, like to align with that intention? And then after, how do I heal and sit with myself and reflect and say, okay, did that work? What's Mm -hmm. coming up for me? What am I still attached to? What am I not willing to face? What can I start telling myself so that I can move forward in a way that's better and more aligned to what I want? So the brand is that. The class is that. The brand itself, like all aspects of it are that thing. And that's just how you live a whole, full, alive life is by being intentional. No, I love that. I heard something recently. I don't even remember where I heard it or anything, but it was you know, when you're having those frantic moments, like you were describing your morning and like definitely lived that a lot instead of like that mindset of, oh shit, I have so much to do today. I'm so busy. I'm going to be everywhere. I'm just tired to like take a second to step back. And instead of like making it all about yourself, ask yourself, how can I show up today and who can I serve today? And like, Mm -hmm. wow, what a different way to look at your day. Yeah. But yeah. I love that you connect it back like into your fitness class, which I have taken before. And it is yes. such an amazing part of it that it all comes full circle. You know, it's a lot more like intentional movement, I want to say, than is. just yeah, you mindful, know. intentional movement. For yeah. Sure. So for sure. let's 
dive a little bit deeper just so people if they haven't taken the class yet maybe run through really what that like zen rage heal process yeah, for sure. looks like in a class yeah well it's it's like i said we set up we breathe because mm -hmm. i think nothing pisses me off more than going to a fitness class with some like bro and and it's not just isolated to men but like you know i don't want to hate but <laughs> it's all right let's go and it's like you know you're playing some right. like to start like are you kidding me you're like I i'm still tying my shoes <laughs> totally totally like i'm still trying to like rearrange my underwear in the crotch so it doesn't ride up with my <laughs> leggings like give me a second give me a second so i think it's just not conducive to like how our brains are wired mm -hmm. for physical activity especially intense physical activity like we are biologically wired not to do that yeah <laughs> so so if you're if you just like straight up go into like sympathetic state and you're like fight or fly let's fuck shit up like your brain doesn't know the difference between like we're in danger and yeah. we're doing this for fun right <laughs> you know <laughs> it's so real and and just like as someone who's a little bit older i'm gonna tell you right now your body is not gonna want to move that way hot straight out the gate like at mm -hmm. all it's just not gonna do that and it's important to trust and honor and listen to your body as you slowly turn up the volume of what you're doing. Yes. So, so I hate when I go to fitness classes and it's like, get on the treadmill and run. What? What? Distress. Okay. I need to like can do I, a couple squats, I, maybe. Can I dynamic? Can I like get some <laughs> yeah. shoulder mobility into this bitch? Like, let what? me do one can shoulder roll, please. Yeah, like a hip car. Nothing. So, um. <laughs> I think it's important too, and, and this is something that I took really from teaching, mm -hmm. um, teaching students. Kids move in the hallway, three minutes to pass. They have three minutes to pack their shit, go to their locker, switch from <laughs> science class to Spanish class. Two different hemispheres of your brain, mm -hmm. different parts of the building, different seat, different teaching style. And like, you need a second to say, okay, where am I? Yeah. What is required of me in this space? Because I know Miss G's real gangster and she's going to ask different things of me that my other teachers don't. So how do I go from like my fuck off class into a class that really holds me accountable? And what skills do I now need to bring to this table? So yes. um, I think that that's why I'm always like, stop. So when you come to class, everyone's bringing their own bag of rocks. Mm -hmm. their own like dragging their their suitcases and their baggage into class so we all have it I can't yeah. see it I don't know what it is and even when you're smiling you're like oh my god everything is so great like you could be crying <laughs> everything is fine <laughs> fine I don't buy it I don't buy it so <laughs> I'm we always start class with like a silent intention setting like breathe show up in this space and allow the space to be one that you are going to control because you are always in the driver's seat of your own damn life. You are not forced, you are not commanded, like you have free will and choice to determine how you show up in this world. You can't control what happens around you, but you sure as shit can control how you respond. So we zen, we breathe, we set an intention. Then we rage, which is, um, I'm starting to add more formats to this, but the traditional sweat remix workout is 10 exercises. Mm -hmm. uh, usually 45 seconds with a 15 second transition. 
-hmm. And we move through a series of rounds of that. And the workout's hard. I Um, don't. I can personally attest to that. (laughs) It ain't easy. It ain't easy. But it's really good. (laughs) But the workout is designed to be challenging because when we are challenged, whether it's in the physical space or the physical world, how we show up to face challenges is how we show up to face challenges. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when it's hard? Are you willing to put aside the narrative that shows up that's mostly not your narrative of your, your piece of shit? You can't do this. You're fat. Slow down. Nobody cares. You're not good enough anyways. You might as well quit. Like, does that start getting louder? Or are you like, no, Becky, why don't you just take a seat And let me do my damn thing. And you embrace this challenge and you're willing to push through the discomfort of like your legs being on fire or Mm -hmm. the emotional discomfort of like healing from a breakup. It's the same shit. So if you can, if you can present yourself with a challenge and let that intention from within be the North star and guide you through it, then you got it. Then you got it. So I I do design the workout to be extremely challenging, not impossible. Like no. we're not doing ninja warrior shit, but it's <laughs> the whole, the whole base like of it is me being in your space, being like, what else can you give to yourself? Who are you listening to right now? And those yeah. little like catchphrases throughout the workout are like, oh, I'm not listening to myself. I'm listening to the girl in third grade who told me I was gross, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carly. I remember her name. Fucking Carly. I remember her name. <laughs> Carly. No. I really do love that because I feel like that kind of is what made me like fall in love with fitness without even really realizing it at first. Mm -hmm. But like, if you can find that little place in your mind that you go to when you're faced with a really hard challenge in a workout class on, you know, really tough hill on in a spin class, like whatever it is, and you get to the other side, when you're in your real life and you have to face something, you know where that little place in your mind is and you have the confidence to be like, I've done this before. Yep. We're gonna show mm-hmm. up again. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay, and yeah. then what is the, the healing part at the end? Calm down. Mm-hmm. Again, when we're starting, when we go back to that fitness class and it's like, all right, let's go. And we're like all, we're raging the entire time. And if you ever leave the gym feeling great, And then as soon as you get home, you feel just as miserable, just as insecure, just as shitty as you did before you walked in the door, then you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. There needs to be an opportunity to calm and connect back with yourself to take you out of that sympathetic state into your parasympathetic calm, centering, grounded. So the heal portion of class is always some magical words of wisdom that I bestow on people to feed themselves. So take what I have to say, breathe, connect back with yourself. Take what you've just done to your physical body and start to listen to what the space is that you've made. Mm -hmm. What is it telling you that you need to do? People have come to me and they're like, I've had this class change my life. I know what I need to do now. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to get a divorce. And and I didn't tell you to do anything. Like I didn't tell you I to just, blow up your life, but you know. I, I didn't tell you to do that. But what it is, is that you now have the space in your body and your mind to start listening to what you truly want. Like it's just yes. permission. It's just permission. Once you've like sussed out the dust and you yeah. put some things away that aren't yours, more of what you are called to do and, and the trust that you've built with your inner knowing starts to show up. Yeah. 
And I think that, um, like, kind of what you were talking about way back when you were talking about when you were working out, like, 20 times a week. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there are so many people that, whether it's they're running from, uh, like, trauma that they need to deal with or whatever it is. is. Or, (laughs) you know, the trauma of, like, maybe some really bad, like, body image stuff that they have. So they're just constantly on that wheel. Yeah. When you take the time to start practicing movement like that, and it takes mm-hmm. time to get used to it and to understand your body's cues, your body's going to tell you what it really needs. It's a very smart being, Vehicle. machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people that are working out like that, they're like, oh my God, I, I'm working out 20 times a week. I am so strong. I'm an athlete. When really it's like your body is probably pumping cortisol through your veins all the time. You're so stressed out. You're running on adrenaline. Like your body thinks that it is in fear of its life. (laughs) If you're doing more than three hit classes a week, oh my God, sit down. down. Do a little yoga. Watch watch the blacklist. I love that show on Netflix. Just watch it. Take your dog for a walk. Like sometimes people undervalue the simplicity Pause. of going for a walk instead of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think, yeah, those I days think people... are more important than your exercise days sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? I, I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to, I think there are healthy choices that we make. And I do think if you're going, if you're feeling nervous, Oftentimes it could be a better choice to go to the gym than it is to drink a bottle of wine, but not always, you know, I don't, I don't know. But I think the point being is that whatever is coming up, like you said, if it's like body image stuff, Mm -hmm. if it's, it's never really about the thing, it's about the thing that you don't want to face. So like, it's not your body you hate. Yeah. It's not your body. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not really what it is. Like a body is, is, is changeable. That's not really what that is. There's an internal thing that happened when a former version of you has used whatever that narrative is to cope with Mm. something extremely painful. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm not a therapist. I don't know. And and I don't want to dismiss anyone who is in that place. But I feel like just on a general baseline, like that running, like going to the gym and trying to be a certain size and look a certain way. Why? What is that going to do? It's never going to work. You're going to get to the size that you think you wanted, and then you're going to want to be smaller because you're not actually dealing with the the real. Because it's it's external. Anything Mm -hmm. that we put outside of ourselves is is transient. Mm -hmm. So once I make a million dollars, no, no, no. Like that you are actually not in control of. You mm-hmm. are not in control of like the genetic gifts that your parents gave to you. You know, the mm-hmm. size of your nose, the size of your boobs, your ass, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. think, think that's your genes. Like I can't control that, right? I can't control how much money I make. What I can do is show up in a way that I choose. I choose mm-hmm. to, to work out because... I take care of my body because I enjoy being an athlete is very different than like, I want to lose 10 pounds. Yeah. That's tough. 
that's really, I, I don't want to say it's beyond your control because it is like, you know, diet and exercise, the whole thing. But attaching yourself to some kind of outcome means that the outcome is always going to change. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. So rather than like chase a moving target, focus and turn inward of like what you build roots with and how you can consistently show up for yourself. Yeah. I don't do those things anymore. I choose to say this to myself. Yeah. You know? So I, I just, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. Like when you watch people who are making those choices and, and I used to be her, I used to go to the gym three times a day. I used to do Mm -hmm. three workouts a day. I'm 20 pounds heavier than I was. I wasn't though, because I was I'm on so like, hungry. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I was the I was, same. I'm saying that I was like with focused, lots yeah, of understanding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I see like, I want to hug that girl now. I exactly. Hug her. You want to hug but her, I, give her a sample yeah. and just be yeah. like, it's going to be okay. Let's yeah. link arms and turn away from the gym. Yeah. Because, because self-love, like the self-love that you're looking when you're talking about like body image, it really pisses me off. Like, I'm not saying that this isn't part of it, but just like posting a picture of your fat roll sitting down, like doesn't say self-love. It doesn't. And it's, yeah, no, no, no. Continue what you were going to say. No. And I, I think, I think posting that can be a part of it. But again, if your image is wrapped up in or wanting to lose weight or wanting to be a certain size, if it's wrapped up Mm -hmm. in something outside of your control, which is how you think people are going to treat you. That is not what we are doing. The self-love that you have is from how you treat yourself, what you have healed, what you consistently do to align yourself. That is how you build self-love. And that is like how you up your frequency and your vibration. And, and that's that person who walks into a room and you're like, I don't know what it is, but, but that energy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's growth. It's, it's, it's healing. I think a healed person has a confident person is a, is a honest person is a yeah. raw person. There's no, we ain't running from shit. We're not no, running from anything. Like what it here. is, what it is. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know. So I think a lot of like this culture of like body image and, and all of that, I think it's great. I don't, I'm not a, like my, even, even for sweat remix, like I don't give a shit if you lose a pound in class. Right. It's not what it's about. I don't, that's, that's not what this is about. This is about you deciding what you want to do for yourself and having the confidence to make a decision in this class and outside of here. So Uh it's channeling and aligning to like what brings you joy and makes you feel alive and giving yourself permission to go out and get it. Yeah. So I think, I think it's, it's hurtful. I think those, those kinds of narratives of like body image, fat roll, like, like it is normalizing it, but I think there's many missing pieces to the puzzle there's a whole other chunk it. that needs to be oh 100 like 100%. and there are some people that are doing it in the right way where they really you can tell they have done the work and they're not posting those things as just another like attention grabbing thing. yeah like i think it's great that there are so many people out there that are really not doing it thirst trappy they're doing it as like hi let's show up normal bodies just like in their state you're not putting a filter you're not trying to like angle and suck and edit (laughs) and like all the things like this is me and 
I appreciate my body. And, but then there's also like, we were kind of having this conversation before the people that you almost can't fault them because it's like, they're just not that far along yet. And like, hopefully they will get there, but it is hard to see when it's like a quote unquote, like influencer or someone that people look up to, like, especially when it's like in fitness, a lot of like younger mm-hmm. girls or whatever yeah. looking up to you. And they're like saying things like, I want abs, but I love my body anyways. I'm like, mm, you're not there yet because you're still saying smaller is better. You're not saying like, yeah. like in this particular caption that I'm remembering, it was like her <laughs> literally, it was like the Regina George mean girls, like they're oh, yeah. having the slumber party and like saying all the things they hate about themselves. That was the caption. And then at the end she was like, but like, I'm choosing to still like myself. And it's like, Mm. I mean, you yeah. can have everyone has insecurities. Get, Get a girl. But yeah. <laughs> that wasn't it just quite wasn't it. It just wasn't it. I mean, look, like I got I got wrinkles, babe. Like I got them. 40 is a fun time where you have acne and wrinkles and like facial hair and chin hair oh. and like like a five o'clock shadow. It's a Honestly, funny, it's a funny place. It's same. a funny place. It's a good time. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, I do want Botox. Does that mean that I don't love myself? But I'm no. like, at the same time, I'm not in any, I don't care. I literally yeah. don't care. I have, I have earned every single one of these fucking wrinkles, but like, yo, I would, I would like to be. Right. I don't know. I mean, so all of us want to look in the mirror and be like, damn girl, you look good. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a fine line between like wanting, like I've, I would like some abs. I'm not going to lie. I would I like mean- that. I think, I think all those things are okay, but it's, again, what, what are you doing it for? Are you yeah. doing it because you think motivator. your life, yeah, your life is going to be, like, substantially changed because of this, and, and your life will be changed in the way that, like, the world will see you different? The world just reflects back to you what you believe about yourself. So mm. until you change that shit about yourself, that's when you'll start to see people treating you with the same love and care and honor and respect that you give yourself. You can't ask people to do that for you if you are not yeah. in a place where like all of your words, your internal narrative and dialogue, your actions align to show up and love yourself. Like, so wanting abs, I'll get it at some point, you know, like, sure. Yeah. But it, but I'm doing it because like, that's how I'd like my body to be. And I feel this and, it, and it's not really aesthetic. Like I just want to be a little stronger. Yeah. But see, I love that. Couch. First of all, <laughs> Mike, Mike drop for that. Yeah. Whole <laughs> like you definitely just gave the sound bite of the yeah. episode right there. But, Word. um, but yeah, I mean, it's looking within, like, are you acting from like intrinsic motivators of like, I want to do this workout because like, I feel so strong after I want to mm-hmm. sign up for this workout program because I want to keep up with my kids. And like, it makes me happy to be able to run around with them or, you know, yeah, not yeah. what you were saying. Are people going to treat me yeah. different if I lose five pounds? I really hope so. Like, right. Like men won't treat me like shit. If I was skinny, right. Girl, please. All men are trash. No, so they probably will. Anyways. <laughs> That's, that's a whole other all, episode. I mean, we don't, we're not generalizing, but no, no, but that's a whole other, <laughs> like, like how to show up in a dating space is a whole other episode. So I got, episode I got, two will be, I got bars on that, that too. Tons of bars on that. 
<laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna have to do an episode two just for like sake of time. <laughs> There's so much more that yeah, we could really sure. talk about. So I just want to do like a fun, rapid fire. Uh-oh. Of just like silly things. None of it is that serious. All I right. know, but but still. I'm okay. really bad at these two. But I guess I'm yeah, gonna I say whatever. Just... It's just gonna be like off my tongue, right? Like... That's what it needs to be. All right. All right. All right We're starting see. easy. Dunkin' okay. Starbucks or like a local cafe. What's your fave? Oh, Starbucks. Okay. What's your order? That, I'm gonna write it down. I'll wait for everybody to get a pen so you can start <laughs> making me my order. Yes. Um a venti iced coffee with three pumps of sugar-free vanilla girl same i am a new i like i like a little almond milk but yeah yeah but you know it's two degrees outside and i'm like iced coffee kid put the iced coffee (laughs) in the car let's go shaking it around yeah (laughs) yeah the most relatable starbucks iced coffee love it all right favorite artist or song to work out to right now doesn't have to be new um i don't I don't really, I like Cardi B to work out to, mm, yeah. um, like her, like gangster bitch volume one. Yeah. That's like a good, yes. that's a good album. Um, but honestly, I love like old school, like funk and like R and B yeah. from like the early eighties. Yeah. So you, you throw some like Tina Marie and I don't know <laughs> if you know who any of these people are, um, like Luther Vandross. Like yes. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anything that gets me like a mean two-step uh-huh I'm, I'm like i'm for it so i think a lot of times that you will find me listening to like earth wind and fire yes. and cardi b at the same time so i love I that i mean it all <laughs> depends on like the day and the workout too you know yeah and then um, there are other times where i'm listening to like what do i listen to the, like kind of not sad but it was like like folk feeling <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was like Fiona like Apple. I was like, this is this is what I need to listen to today yeah. to like squat, like yeah. angst, 90s <laughs> angst. Like put on the jagged little pill Alanis Morissette album. Okay. And I'm like, let's squat. Honestly, let's I found myself the other day doing the same. It was like all of that like 90s, like Alanis angst. Morissette. Yes. Um, oh my God, what is that? What is that song? Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Hold on, I'm opening up my spot. Alanis? No, it wasn't Alanis. It was a specific playlist that I made for, um, I did a virtual spin class the day after the inauguration. And I was just really feeling like girl power kind of vibes, like badass women. Yeah. Bust your windows. Jasmine Sullivan. Oh yeah. That one. I don't know why. Bust your windows out your car. Yes. Like shit like that. Okay. Like, like, emo rock from like tour days sometimes you just have to sometimes you do all right savory or sweet sweet okay what would be like your favorite sweets like are you like a chocolate gal candy yeah i love i love no not candy i like cookies like Mm. like hearty like soft batch chocolate and white chocolate chip Mm. cookies yeah i'm hungry yep put that on there put that um Go-to movie when you need a laugh. Step Brothers. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's <laughs> the movie that was just in my head. Without, without a hesitation. How do you not get Randy Jackson's <laughs> Like, I love it. <laughs> it's so good. It never gets old. I'll, 
I'm like a teenage boy. Like I'll quote that movie. Yes. Yes. Um, go to movie when you need a cry. Hmm. I have a rotation um, of these. I don't. I don't think I watch. I don't think it's a movie. Okay. But I watch. Um, this is us. Oh uh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. But it will also make a- you like laugh and it's it's the most like real show and i love that they mm-hmm. show grief and like the moving through grief and loss and there was a scene in the in the in the show where the kate goes you know i'd like to and in her hu- boyfriend at the time toby mm-hmm. was like you know i thought i was going to meet your dad today and they were like talking about football and he's like oh i thought your dad was going to be here and she like gets up off the couch and she's like turns around and has the urn yeah she's like i want you to meet my dad i fell to my knees and i was like mm-hmm. oh, it's like what it is that's what it is like it's i i was like this is my favorite show of all time so yes. I think this is us um when i want to like feel connected to human existence okay. yeah because i love that it's yeah. not none of it is all just like wrapped up in a bow at the end of the episode mm-hmm. like it really shows dirty, i mean think dirty. of like randall now he's an adult he has two kids three kids and he's still working through all of like the grief of losing his adopted father losing his biological father figuring out who his family was like it's not just yeah Yeah. are you watching this season i don't want to give anything away yes but i think i'm two episodes behind oh okay so i need to need to go and do that it gets good okay (sighs) i won't give any spoilers we won't give any spoilers um all right. Favorite pre or post workout, like snack, fuel. What's your go-to? If you have banana. a go-to. Um, like a banana. Yeah. I'm not like, I, I don't, I work best, like not eating before, like really before yeah. a, a workout, but probably a banana and then like a cliff bar. Cause they're always in my car. Yeah. Something <laughs> like easy. The Costco pack of cliff bars. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, it's not glamorous. I'm not giving anybody like any tips. I, I don't, you know, no. like I make a shake with. No, I don't do anything. <laughs> but like it, it doesn't need to be that. No, it, it can be simple yeah. and it'll work. And yeah, it'll just a, a, just a little easier. banana, just well, a nanner. Um, if you can think of one that would be quick enough, most embarrassing adult moment, like a pee your pants. Trip. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't I don't have I don't look at those situations. I don't get embarrassed over I really, anything. really love that. I don't like and 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 I mean there have been times where I was like, yo, that was that sucks. <laughs> but like yeah. at the end of the like I I it's not even that I don't remember, I'm like blocking them out. I literally if I can't if everybody else is laughing, let's just laugh right. at it. You right. know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a human being and I screwed up and I said something dumb and you know, yes, that was a fart, whatever it is. Like it yes. doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. Like, Everyone farts. Relevant. Everyone farts. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't, I, I honestly, I don't like a five I've tripped and fallen like skidded yeah. like on Boylston street. And I think mm-hmm. I've just laid there after like pose right. and I was like, that's what's up. Like, yeah. oh, I'm fine. Do you want to take a picture? Like, I just laugh at it. I really do. I really do. So I don't but get, I don't have embarrassing moments like that's that. That's the best way to walk through life. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, okay. Last 
two, three. Besides sweat remix, what is like your go-to workout? Do you want to go like lift weights, go for a run? Is there a class? Yeah, I do love like intense like hit workouts that require like all modalities. Mm-hmm. So I love like agility and speed ladders and like mm-hmm. climbing and monkey bars and like parkour. Yeah. Um, you just want to play. I, I like playing. Yeah. 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 So I, anytime that there's an opportunity to just be like, Hey, do you want to go to this gym? And it's kind of, it's not CrossFit, but it's, it's like agility athletic training. I'm like, there's a turf and there's a, a playground. Yep. <laughs> yep. There. There. So, yeah. So fun. All right. First place you're going post COVID. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. To do what? Yeah. Uh, to see if I want to live there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Cats okay. out of the bag. You heard it here um, first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have I have a plan. Atlanta, Phoenix, Albuquerque, Joshua Tree. Like I'm staying yes. there. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, okay, very last one. Okay. Any and this doesn't have to be related to fitness or like self-help, just literally anything that you enjoy, books, podcast resources, Netflix shows, documentaries, something that mm. really sat with you or stuck with you. Okay. I mean, I think there's a there's a variety of stuff here. Like I yeah. love SVU. Mm. I have watched every episode probably five or six times. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to the SVU podcast. Yes, I sure do. Oh. Um, yes, I sure do. Like if someone was like Angela SVU trivia, I'm like, please, you guys can sit down. I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I love like crime. Yes. <laughs> I, know it's, I need so to connect love you crime. with my old roommate because like she was on the level. Where we'd be like, okay, I want to watch SVU. And she's like, okay, what what do you think? Are we thinking like uh, like a child trafficking, uh, a rape, this kind of thing? She'd be like, all right, yeah. season five, episode three, you're going to love it. Totally. Like, yeah, it, yeah you I'm guys like need Rain to Man. be best friends. Totally, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. So I love crime. I watch, I listen to like um, Crime Junkie podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watch like all the murder shows. I love The Blacklist. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. love that. Mm-hmm. Um. But then on like the intellectual level, um, Brene Brown has changed my life. I have, I don't know if you can see that. It's tattooed, Dare Greatly. Love that. It's tattooed on my, on my arm so (laughs) I can remind myself to, to be in the arena. Um, yeah. So Brene Brown, I've read all of her books. Um, any podcast she's on, I'm on it. Um, I also love John Kim. Mm Mm-hmm the angry therapist on Instagram. He is also a game changer. He has, um, his first book was, I used to be a miserable fuck. Mm. And I too used to be a miserable fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> just, I think his, his, the way that he pathologizes and the type of therapy that he gives mm-hmm. is very palatable, very digestible. And he says, fuck. And he talks about CrossFit and he's just a dude. And, and he, is digestible for men so if there are any men Mm -hmm. listening to this and again i don't i don't want to like genderize anything but i do think if we're talking about social constructs the way that he can appeal to you know a subset of the population is 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 incredible so yeah he's he's one of my faves uh what else what else what else Mm, pod save america listen to that yeah politics podcast and uh yeah good stuff 
I think that's it. I think that's, that's all. I mean, I, 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 I read that. a lot. All, I read probably two books a month. So, I love that. but those are the things that are, like are standing out to me. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll link to all of that, but last Yay! but not least, just type yourself up. Where can people find you? What are you doing? Okay. Um, you can find me at, um, me personally. So that's where you find the traffic chance <laughs> at, um, the Angela Gentile on Instagram. And that's also, um, my website, which kind of lists all the other things that I do outside of fitness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come take a class. If you're kind of interested in making your own mark and sort of deviating away from the pack and, and standing in your like epic misfitness, like I got your back and mm-hmm. I will champion all of your weirdness and your choices, like your biggest cheerleader. So, um, yeah, you can find that at sweat remix and sweatremix.com. I have monthly membership packages and options. So you can get like on-demand workouts. You can have coaching. I have meditation courses. I have an entire guidebook of how you can live intentionally in 30 days. So we align your workouts, your meditations and your intentions together. Um, yeah. And then you can take a class six days a week with me or, um, my staff, they are amazing and same process, same Zen Rachel process. So, you know, come through, check it out, reach out if you need anything. Like if you're kind of, I don't even know, but I feel something. I love it. Let's start there. Let's start there. I <laughs> so love it. That's all I got. Yeah. And thank I, you so much for having me. I yeah. It. I don't think I realized that there were like such a plethora of things. And I just, I love everything that you're doing. I think it's oh, great. Thank you. Proud of you. Yeah, we've had a lot of time in COVID to like iron out some things. So <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot yeah. going on. Right. Um, all right. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, babe. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.